Good morning and greetings in Jesus name. Welcome to this morning's conversation on the Church Talk. This morning it is going to be a special conversation. I truly believe that you have tuned in on the right day and uh, this morning I'm so blessed to have my father on the podcast. It's uh, very rare that I get to do a podcast with him, but it is such a beautiful privilege that I have to have him on the podcast with us uh, so let me begin by allowing pastor shaiju uh, to just greet each and every one of you before we go into today's conversation hello greetings to all the precious listeners of uh, pastor priji's podcast it is my honor to be able to greet you through this podcast and uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation and I pray that God will bless you through this. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much dad for agreeing to doing this and and I truly believe that it will be a blessing to me personally as much as it's going to be a blessing to those that are listening. And uh, I wanted to know a little bit more about how we can uh, grow in our sonship and fatherhood in the context of a church. several times we don't understand how this functions in the church we uh, know that you know there's a big blessing in having a spiritual father and being sons and daughters knowing our identity as sons and daughters but how does it really play in the context of a church usually we think that you know it's only for those that need a personal mentorship from a particular person who needs a spiritual father but what about a church is the pastor the spiritual father of the church or does a church have several fathers and and different people have different relationships with different people in the church how does it function from your perspective i'd like to grow in, in my understanding on this um you have certainly asked a, a massive subject it is a subject that is immensely large in proportion even your question has five questions in it so i don't know how much time we have in terms of being able to do justice to that topic this is a topic that has caused um, a lot of divide in the body of christ the part of me that wants to take the shortcut out wants me to even not want to answer this question Mm. simply because i don't know if people are ready for the answer i feel like where we are right now as a church the body of christ they have come to a place of a comfort that they don't necessarily want to know about the deep things of god mm. or probably when the deep things of god are spoken mm. it starts ruffling the feathers it starts rocking the boat it starts creating a stir where people don't want to know that level of truth because mm. then you are challenging them out of their comfort zone mm. you're throwing light into the dark places mm. where they've been in for a long time and usually when people don't want to accept a certain truth they even start fighting it so you're probably asking me a question that is you know saying inviting trouble mm. however truth is both revealed and truth is progressive in terms of how it is revealed to you so don't misquote me i said yeah. truth is progressive in how it is revealed to you 
meaning there are stuff that was that you believed as truth 10 years later the information associated to it can be opened up to you in a level that it was not open to you before so such as the whole topic of sonship mm-hmm. you grow in it now i've been a spiritual father to many people for about 14 years now but i can tell you that the information that i have now in the spirit is so much more deeper mm-hmm. than how it was understood to me 14 years ago So to answer your question I have noticed that people are to a great extent functioning as fathers in the church mm. but the lack of understanding of what a father's role is and what a pastor's role is not explicitly written it is not textbook available mm. so many of the roles are interconnected but the thing about a pastor who is also being a father but he does not understand sonship and he does not understand fatherhood so he may to a great capacity function as a father mm. but it doesn't necessarily mean he is tapped into the fullness and the glory of how kingdom functions through sonship and fatherhood right so this is what i've been thinking of recently i said you know why rock the boat you know mm. <laughs> you know they are happy uh, like somebody said the other day he said this is not something that somebody says okay i'm i'm not going to miss the boat to heaven mm. if i don't understand this yeah. so if that's the case there are so many truths yeah. that people don't need to know and they're still going to make to heaven because they accepted the lord as their savior right. so they're going to make it so if you if your objective is to make it to heaven then this is irrelevant to topic yeah. so then i keep thinking i said then what is the core objective or need for a father mm. sometimes when you have a need mm. you don't realize it because you have been in a certain kind for example you don't realize the value of your eyes mm. until you lose sight right until you start you know having some flicker in your eyes mm. until you start finding it hard to read mm. as when you start saying oh my god last 30 years i had this eyes and i never valued it and now you start appreciating the eyes mm. such is the role of a father mm. if you don't have one mm. you don't know the need for one right and when you get one mm. since you didn't know what it was to have one mm. you don't even know how much you can tap into it yeah. because you didn't have a role model that showed you how you tapped into it and how it changed your life mm-hmm. and to what extent it can go right. so then you get a father and you it comes with a boatload of expectations and mm-hmm. entitlements and obligations and mm-hmm. demands and then you mess up what god had ordained to be that which is to bless you mm-hmm. and then instead of taking owners and responsibility of how you were not a good student mm-hmm. to your father instead you want to blame the father mm. for not helping you enough so it becomes very complex mm. and one of my leaders he told me he said uh, that this thing that you're teaching he said are you sure this is applicable to everybody mm. so he hit a point right there mm. this is a universal truth mm. but it is applicable to those who understand 
revelation of who a father is. So when I started teaching on mentorship, to be honest, I did not understand why people were getting upset, mm. why people were refusing to believe. Oh, there was a whole lot of tension and fear around this topic. Mm. And then I later on understood is because every time I taught them about honoring their father, they started imagining a certain person in their head. Mm-hmm. as who would be the closest figure to being a father in their life yeah and they couldn't imagine this person being worthy of honor mm-hmm. or they couldn't imagine submitting to that person to that level right or they right. couldn't imagine at the very thought mm-hmm. that this person would be a father figure over their life yeah because they've been through so many hurts yeah so here i was teaching a generation a concept that exists mm-hmm. in the kingdom and every time i'm teaching them all they can think of is the brokenness of what they experienced with their pastor mm. or their church that got divided so you see there was a whole conflict mm. of what i was trying to teach mm. and what they perceived to be their father right. or them being a son that was the big collision mm. in fact i want to write a book on uh, the war on sonship and this is a complicated matter so right now i'm asking the lord i said should i even talk about this mm. can this be something that is my revelation and my experience and i take it with me and not force this on my generation mm. and whoever puts up their hands and says please tell me about it i'll talk to them about it mm. and whoever is diligent enough to do the homework they discover it but it's right. painful you know because it took me a lot of years to discover this right. so i don't know how long maybe they they will be faster than me mm. you know but it's painful this information is not readily available this revelation is not easy to get to have a full comprehensive understanding because such is the complexity of the matter mm. that if you don't get one concept right mm. like for example you said how is it father versus fathers mm. if they get that wrong yeah. you're you're probably looking at a tangent you're going in life yeah. so then the the whole idea that there are not too many fathers out there yeah is something that we have to make peace with mm. so i want to release some people out of the obligation of having to call their pastor a father yeah. because maybe your pastor is not a father right he is a wonderful shepherd mm. is is a good um guardian of the altar that he stands on mm. um he's a good uh, orator of the pulpit he steps on but let's just leave it at that mm. you know not everybody needs to get into this cup right. of tea and not, and and it's dangerous if everybody tries to get into it mm. because i'm starting to see how this is becoming a fad mm. and everybody is jumping in on hey even i need sons even i want to be a father and then we are hearing crazy stories about how this is manipulated and abused and and right. i start thinking man is what i don't i don't even talk about this anymore because it's becoming now a pain mm. um it's no more a natural organic mm. growth mm. you know and now it is like okay sign here okay part with your stuff mm. do this do that now it's become a whole lot of bunch of rules that right. uh, that kind of turns into a place of manipulation and control and yeah. you know 
and i i feel bad mm-hmm. that such a wonderful topic such yeah. a wonderful soul freeing heart healing spirit fueling subject mm-hmm. has now reduced into just the mechanics of it that's why when you ask me this question i'm like oh, i don't even know if i want to talk about it mm-hmm. let's leave them to their revelation you know mm-hmm. and nothing wrong with them just honoring you for being a pastor mm. but in the season of life mm. let it naturally organically grow into something deeper that's that's really uh, important to understand that thank you so much for sharing and something that you said uh, you know it really struck a chord in my spirit when you said not everybody may be ready to be a father you know they may just be faithful to that particular season of their life whatever they have a revelation of and at that time having an obligation to call them a father or to push them into that place can actually be damaging for your relationship with them and at the same time you know what they are expecting from you and you are expecting from them so let me ask you this that in a church setup where somebody is committed to a church and is going to a church and is a faithful you know member tither server in a church when can they know that my pastor is not just my pastor is is also a father to me what are some of the traits to understand that this person is a father figure to me how do i identify if my pastor is actually not just a pastor he's my spiritual father too i think uh, two sides of this sonship fatherhood can be something that is organically birthed mm. and then there is a second part where it is a spiritual authority mm. there is one relationship that is organic mm. and there is one relationship that is apostolic or ordained from the lord mm. as a father mm. over a generation both are important yeah. because apostle paul says this is timothy mm. this is titus mm. this is theophilus mm. he's giving them names he is giving them an identity mm. he is giving them a personality he is telling them this guy is like this you know this guy this is how he has been serving me mm. this guy he carries my book mm. send my jacket back with this guy mm. you know he is being very precise on what their roles are right. and how one is a, a faithful son and another time he says this is a beloved son mm. so he is very precise on his relationship with some people and then he's writing to the entire corinth church whom he had not seen face to face and yet he said i have fathered you in the gospel mm. so you are looking at a completely two different kinds of relationship yeah. one is a organically grown one on one mentorship mm. and another is a fatherhood that has been birthed through the writings yeah. or through the media mm. through the medium mm. or in today's language through a video yeah i have always had people that surprise me and shock me when they send me a message saying hi um and they call me dad and they say you know your your sermons have transformed me mm-hmm. i've never met them i i may not ever personally see them but right. god has used me to mentor them mm-hmm. and grow them in christ so mm-hmm. uh, so there is there so there's two angles to it one that is organically happening one on one and two there is a spiritual authority yeah. god has given them to me as my children mm. so i have said this all the time somebody somebody says oh yeah you met your father after 24 25 years of ministry mm. and i've told them i said yes but my father was my father even before i met him yeah 
I met him at this point of my life, mm. but the grace of God had already preordained it before I met him. So that is the same situation even in a in a church. Does this person can they have the revelation of who their pastor is mm. to them? Mm. That's important. Yeah. A revelation of who the who they are. Mm. You know, sometimes I see some people that have a revelation of who I am to their life. Mm-hmm. Yet they don't follow instructions. Right. Yet they don't fully live in understanding. Yet they 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 think they can get away with 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 stuff, you know, because they've not come to a full understanding of their relationship. Mm-hmm. So you have to give them time too. So there are people that that may call you dad mm-hmm. and still have no understanding of what that means. It's just a title. They just throw that around. They see everybody calling you dad. They mm-hmm. call you dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then there are people who will take time in their journey to grow into it. Mm-hmm. So it all comes to what is their revelation mm-hmm. of um, who you are to them. Mm-hmm. So you have to take time and say, find a revelation of who your pastor is. Mm-hmm. Is he a wonderful man of God that is supposed to bless you, that you are accountable to every week and you are, you, that is your, your stream, that is the church that you go to. But spiritually, you are actually being mentored by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, your right. spirit is growing under somebody else. Right. But locally, you are in a, in a mm-hmm. church. But spiritually, you are actually being fed by another man of god okay. it's a very painful situation but right. that happens yeah. where the pastor is a great shepherd mm. um and he covers and protects the sheep mm. but may not have the capacity to spiritually help them i even feel bad to even say this but mm. is a fact so so each of them should see god to have a revelation of who that leader is Amen. Amen. Completely agree that. And uh, just want to ask you on a concluding note, many of our listeners this morning is also young people who are planning to plan churches and uh, pioneer ministries. If they have to have a culture of uh, sonship in their church from the very beginning where they are birthing sons and they are uh, raising leaders that carry their heart and their DNA, what what would you tell them? What is the one advice you would give these young church planters? Um, how how should they go about with it? They they have a revelation about this, they have an understanding, but they don't know how to actually bring about this culture in their own churches or ministries that they're going to start. So how do they do this from the very beginning? How do they do? They teach about this, or do they just let it be and let people catch the revelation slowly? I think the best thing to do is to to expose your sonship to those people. Mm. There's no better way to teach sonship than to be a son. Yeah. I think that the best way for my sons to see who I am mm. as a son mm. is the best teaching I can give them to who they should be as sons. Wow. You can never teach better than your example. So people will watch how you honor your father. Mm. People will watch how you much you celebrate your father. Mm. People will watch how you talk about your father, mm. how you cover his nakedness, mm. how you you honor. Mm. Everything that you do is what you reap. Yeah. 
because you will have kids who will do the same to you mm. that's a principle on the bible what mm. you sow is what you reap mm. um besides that don't rush to make sons mm. it's the most important thing that i can say uh, there is no more headache mm. that you can have mm. than to have a wrong son yeah yeah that will come to you in your life and be a pain to you it's the most painful thing mm. to love somebody and then they betray you mm. so you should take your time mm. and not force people to be your sons mm. so don't go turning everybody that you see as sons mm. some people you help them because they are they are supposed to be helped by you mm. but it does not have to be okay i'll help you if you are my son and i can i won't help you if you're not my son mm. in fact major many of my sons today mm. at one point they would they would call me bro mm. you know mm. they would call me shy they would you know they never never honored me the way they honored me now mm. but imagine me saying oh i can't pour into them because they're calling me bro mm. Mm. i still pour into them right and right. it is god who gives into their heart a revelation of who you are to them right that will happen in time mm. and uh, you don't do it because they gave you a title mm. you serve them because it is an assignment from the lord mm. so in time mm. and it's important you don't you, you want to grow first in the sonship before right. trying to get sons right. it'll be very terrible if teenagers go around and making babies yeah. so yeah. we don't want to push sonship Mm. too fast mm. um in fact if somebody calls you dad you have to even tell them listen i'm not ready to be your father mm. but i can take you to my father mm. and let me he's somebody more mature mm. that is your protection yeah. and um, always let the daughters go to the mother mm. yeah. let the sons go to the father right it's a um, very very safe and that's the best way you can help them yeah yes thank you so much dad i know that uh, this is a very hectic trip here in south africa but you took out time to answer some of these questions and we're really looking forward to reading the book that you would write on sonship uh, especially on the fight against sonship and the principles that we can follow as sonship and thank you for blessing us this morning and is there anything uh, you want to say on a concluding note anything that god has put on your heart in your spirit on this thing i believe that this topic is the most liberating and this is the reason why satan has successfully blinded many people in this topic mm. many people struggle in this area mm. because submission is not easy mm. fatherhood is not easy so i pray that that you take a lot of time to ponder mm-hmm. weigh your heart and grow in this area because it will take you further mm-hmm. than you ever imagined yeah. it's the fastest way of growth wow. it's the highest level of growth you are not just growing with quantity you grow with quality you don't just grow with quality you grow with quantity mm-hmm. so may the lord bless your listeners to to discover who they are and in the process let them discover who their father is they that know god mm. will do exploits yeah they that know their father receives an inheritance wow 
Elijah knew who his God was, mm. so he bought fire from heaven. Mm. But Elijah didn't know who he was, yeah. so he was suicidal. Mm. And it took a father mm. to tell them mm. who they are. That is why when Elisha faced Jezebel's and his son, he was not scared. Mm. In fact, on to his face, he said, "You are a son of a murderer." Mm. He said, "I wouldn't give you a minute of the day. Mm. Don't think that I respect you." Mm. He spoke like that to his face. But whereas Elijah mm. did not have that guts to stand up, mm. because he didn't have a father who would say, "Son, mm. don't be afraid of this stupid fellow." Mm. But Elijah, he had a father yeah. who would have told him, "Said, listen, I got scared of these guys, mm. but." you mm-hmm. make this guys pay for it wow. so there's something about an identity you receive because you have a father mm-hmm. that is so different from building your own name and your own there's something about an inheritance in the spirit yeah. that empowers you to create history in a different level right right and Elisha did double of what Elijah did mm-hmm. so i pray that this year will be a year you will locate your identity mm-hmm. and locate your father mm-hmm. and locate yourself mm-hmm. and in the process go far away amen god bless you guys amen thank you so much guys for tuning in this morning i hope by that way, by the way if if you're listening to this and if you haven't subscribed subscribe immediately <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much dad and i think that the best resource on this particular topic is the mentorship gold videos available on Pastor Shaiju's uh, YouTube channel. You should definitely reach out and check out and go through all of them and share it with your church believers and your friends and it'll definitely be a big blessing and a revelation to you. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Have a blessed and a beautiful weekend ahead.